Hello, friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. You are welcomed. Every time you come here, you are welcomed. Praise God. If you are a repeat listener, thank you. And those of you that we have heard from, we are so glad to hear from you. It's such an encouragement. You know, we're going to do this with or without any input because we believe in the scripture that says that the word of God will not return to him void. It is like the rain and snow that comes down out of heaven and watereth the earth and causes it. This is cause and effect to bring forth into bud. So shall the word be, God says, that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will accomplish that that I desire, and it will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So God is sending his word to you today. And if we never hear from you, we know someone somewhere is receiving the word of God, hallelujah, into your heart and life. And we know fruit is going to be coming forth in your life as a result of that. I believe when I get to heaven, I'm going to see people that have come to Christ through this web ministry. And and what a joy it's going to be to know that what we labored here on earth to achieve, uh, our, our great reward will not only be the, the, the crown that God gives us for faithfulness, it will be the people that have come to know him because we stayed faithful and stayed the course. Amen. I've been discouraged many times, and I expect discouragement to knock on my heart's door again and again, as long as I'm here in this fallen world. But oh, 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 what an encouragement it is to run this race with the crown in view. Amen. And a friend of mine, I, I thank you today for joining us. And those that have written us with the words of encouragement uh, about what God is doing through this ministry in your life and your family. Hallelujah. We thank God for you today. And thank you from the bottom of our heart. Amen. It helps, believe me, when we have this encouragement and when we share it with our congregation. Congregation, uh, it encourages them in the ministry. And once again, we are, we have just celebrated uh, a birthday for me that marks my aging. But also, we are into our fifty-sixth year of pastor evangelism. Amen. I'm a pastor uh, to a church all these years and an evangelist to the world through the media all of these years. Praise God. Well, we want to talk to you today about running the race with the crown in view. And uh, our text for the, the, the foundation for this teaching is 1 Corinthians nine twenty four and through 27. It says, Paul writing, Know ye not, they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you might obtain. And let every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body, bring it into subjection, 
lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You know, I read something when I preached this sermon years ago that uh, I believe helps capture what Paul is wanting us to understand about running the race with the crown in view. Some missionary said these words, In Africa last night, a lion and a gazelle went to sleep. At sunrise, the gazelle must awake ready to run full out. If he doesn't, he'll be a meal for the lion. The lion must awake ready to run full out, or else he will starve to death. So when the sun rises in Africa, whether you're a lion or a gazelle, you must wake up ready to run. Paul had a resolve to run. He had a desire that sustained him. And he encourages and challenges you and me today to be like-minded. Look with me at Philippians 3, verse 13 through 15. Philippians 3, verses 13 through 15. He said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. Let us therefore as many be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God will reveal even this unto you. You see, when you set those goals in your life, if there's anything that would hinder you from achieving that goal, God will reveal it to you, not to condemn you, not to discourage you, but to encourage you to get all of these things out of the way that we might run full out for Jesus. You know, the Bible said to lay aside every sin, Paul writing again, and wait that does so easily beset us and run with patience the race that is set before us. Dr. Arakiv of Cornell University observed, and I want to quote him, from the moment people decided to concentrate all their energies on a specific objective, they surmounted the most difficult odds. The establishment of a goal is the key to successful living. I'm going to go beyond that in the spiritual sense and say the establishment of the right goal in life is the key to overcoming and to victory. You see, we must be motivated to live for Jesus with a new zeal and a new resolve, a new devotion and determination. Otherwise, every little thing will cause us to become weary, and if not corrected, will lead to defeat. Jeremiah puts this question to the ancient Israel in Jeremiah 12 and verse 5. It says, If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trusteth, they wearied thee, 
then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? I am told when Jordan came over its banks, the lions that waited for animals to come there to drink, uh, they would be driven inland. And they would begin to hurt uh, some of the herds and 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 literally some people if they ran upon them. Uh, children would be taken, and lambs would be taken, and sheep would be taken. And and you know the devil, the Bible said, goes forth as a roaring lion. This roar, by the way, is not to just cause fear in us or in some animal. This was the roar of a hungry lion. In zoos, you can tell when it gets near feeding time, I'm told. Because the lions begin to roar, they are hungry, they are ravenous, and they know that it's getting close to feeding time. The devil is ravenous. You know, the Bible said of him, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. The reason we want to take you from milk to meat is so that you and I can grow up in God and we can be able to withstand every attack of the enemy because we have taken on the full armor of God. But you know, you can have the full armor of God. And if you've become discouraged, you won't utilize this mighty, impenetrable, invincible armor that causes us to be set into a position that the enemy cannot overcome us because the shield of faith alone stops every fiery dart, flaming arrow of the enemy. If we are easily discouraged and defeated by little things, what will we do when the real challenges come? If we do not slay the lion and the bear, how will we contend with the giants in our lives? You see, when David went down to face Goliath, and they began to tell him how, 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 how absolutely uh, insurmountable was, was the problem, that it was impossible to go out with, with a champion for Israel and beat the champion of the Philistines, Goliath. The first thing they told him was, have you seen the size of this man? Do you understand? You, you, do you really get it, David? Do you understand what you were up against when you talk about who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? Have you seen the size? And then they begin to describe. And I don't believe they embellished any of it. The, the, they estimated the weight of his armor, the weight of his mail, and the, and the size of his lance. And, and, and they said, how could you possibly imagine in your wildest dreams that you, uh, a, a, the youngest son of Jesse, that you, uh, the keeper of sheep, could go out here and stand against a foe like this. Have you seen the size of this man? You know, the enemy will always point you to the size of the mountain of circumstance, the mountain of circumstance or situation that you're facing. 
He will never, ever encourage you to see how great and mighty God is in relation to that mountain. Praise God. I love what the Lord told Zerubbabel in the Old Testament. He set a task before him, and when Zerubbabel pondered the the impossibility, humanly speaking, of that task. God spoke to him, and he said, Zerubbabel, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain, not by might and not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. This is this encouragement from the Apostle Paul to run with patience the race that's set before us, to forget the things that are behind, to reach forth and to be motivated to run full out for Jesus Christ is so important because I believe many Christians have been sidelined. Listen, it's so important today. You know the Bible tells us to be encouragers. I want to be an encourager to you today. It says to lift up the hands that hang down. Remember when Moses was was uh, standing, uh, actually standing and watching Israel fight against their adversaries, and he watched the ebb and flow of the battle. Uh, Israel would make gains, and the enemy would make gains. But when he held his hands up in prayer, when his hands were held up in prayer, Amen. Then Israel prevailed. Hallelujah. But did you know what? He got tired and he got weary of holding his hands up in prayer. And this is talking about the the fact that we all can get weary in well-doing. We all can get fatigued spiritually, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally. And his hands begin to come down. And when they did, the enemy, when that intercession ceased because of the weariness of the intercessor, then the enemy began to prevail against Israel. And when Aaron and Hur saw the power of intercession and the person God was using in in that moment to intercede and how that person became weary, they they rolled a rock next to him, and they pulled him back and let him sit down on that rock. And then Aaron took one hand and her took the other, and they lifted up his hands, and they held them up until there was a vanquishing of the enemy, and there was victory for Israel. Oh, friend of mine, today you may be a key person of intercession, and it's so important that that you be lifted up today, that you be encouraged today, that you rest yourself uh, uh, in the Lord today. Rest in the Lord, the scripture says. Wait patiently for him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he will sustain you. Praise God. Amen. This is so important today. If we are easily discouraged and defeated by little things, what will we do when the real challenges come? So the scripture says how we're to encourage one another in the New Testament. It said, lift up the hands that hang down and strengthen the feeble knee, lest he be turned out of the way. 
Amen. The devil wants you out of the race. He wants you out of the running. He wants you out of the prayer closet. He doesn't want you to think because of your weariness and and your weakness that your prayer has any value, that your testimony will do any good. I'm telling you, he's telling you all that because he fears that you will get up and that you will stand up and you will get back in the race, praise God, because your your course is not finished, neither is mine. When you finish your course, you're going to go on home, and I'm going to go on home, and we're going to leave here in victory because we finished our course. The Apostle Paul said in the New Covenant, I thought a good, I'm ready to be offered up. Literally, speaking of the drink offering that was poured out to the last drop, in the temple before the Lord. He said, I'm like that drink offering. I'm ready to be poured out to the last drop. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. (laughs) And surely there's a crown (laughs) laid up for me. And not for me only, but all those that love his appearing. We're going to identify that crown in future teachings. But you can see Paul was running with the crown in full view. Praise God. So today I'm encouraging you, if you're out of the race and you're out of the running and you feel discouraged and at this moment you may be defeated, you don't have to stay defeated. You're never defeated if you get back up. You're never defeated if you keep on keeping on. Hallelujah. If we do not slay the lion and the bear, how will we contend with the giants in our life? You know, David had faced, had been anointed by the Lord. And when a lion came to take a sheep from the fold, David went out. And the lion must have thought, this is easy pickings. Look, here comes a shepherd boy. He's not even carrying a weapon. He's got a little sling with a rock in it. He's not carrying any weapon, any fearsome weapon. This is not some great warrior. This is a shepherd boy. He's left behind to keep the sheep. (laughs) Oh, friend. But the anointing of God was upon him, and he slayed the lion. A bear came to do the same thing. Easy pickings. (laughs) But this shepherd boy slayed the bear under that anointing of God. Hallelujah. See, it's not by might. It's not by power. It is by my spirit, saith the Lord. This mountain of circumstance, this mountain of persecution, this mountain of heartache and heartbreak, this mountain of insurmountable seemingly circumstances, it shall become as flat as a plain. <laughs> not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So David said, when they told him how big the giant was and how how impossible it would be for him to imagine in his wildest dreams that he somehow could overcome such an insurmountable adversary, he said, I've slayed the lion and I have slain the bear. Amen. 
Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? And then he said directly to Goliath later on, You come to me at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of of the Lord God of Israel. He used a weapon that he was acquainted with. Amen. And that was this sling. But when the anointing of God got upon this puny weapon as a weapon of war, amen, it directed it like the first guided missile, amen, with the same velocity of a guided missile, amen. And, and I, you know, you would think when this, 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 this stone struck the giant that he would have fallen backwards from the impact of it. But he didn't. He didn't. He fell forward on his face. He fell down not before David or the armies of Israel, but he fell forward because David fought in the name of the Lord God of Israel. He, you see, the deal was you become our servants if your champion loses or we become your servant if your champion wins and the giant who thought he in his wildest dreams he didn't believe that he was going to lose that battle you know the devil is in for a big surprise when people just like you and me get up stand up and get back in the race. Amen. Hallelujah. With the goal in mind to glorify our God and to finish his course and to fulfill his purpose in our life. I'm talking to somebody today that's sidelined. You may be a minister under a strong anointing today, but discouragement will keep you from running full out. You may feel so fatigued you can't see yourself running full out for Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something. Amen. It's not by might. It's not about how you feel. It's the fact that you have the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's not by might nor power. It's by God's Spirit says the Lord. <laughs> the devil says, says who? And <laughs> Not Brother Venable. No, if I said it, 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 and it wasn't what God had already said, it wouldn't carry any weight. But if God said it, if God says it, I want you to know what God says unto you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That you might stand up, stand up. For Jesus, you soldiers of the cross, praise God. I'm excited about people getting back in the race, getting back in the prayer closet to intercede, getting back in the pulpit. If you have left it, you may be heartbroken and you may feel like that you are defeated. You know, Paul wrote Timothy that was so discouraged. He was anointed of God, but that anointing was not flowing. And the gifts of ministry were not flowing in his life because of his discouragement. Paul wrote him a letter and said, stir up the gift that is within you by the laying on of hands. Amen. And he told him something that he didn't feel and he didn't sense. He said, You've, I know you have faith. How can you have faith and be discouraged simultaneously? You know why? Because the discouragement is in your emotional part of you and faith is in the spiritual part 
part of you. Amen. You could, Listen, you get discouraged in your mind and all of that faith in your heart is not going to be useful to you to activate all of the armor and all of the weapons of spiritual warfare and all of the gifts of ministry. They're all deposited in your inward man. That's why the Bible said to be strengthened in we to, to be strengthened in the inward man. It's the inward man where God deposits all of this. And we need to stir up the gifts within us, amen, that we know God has granted to us. So Paul told him, I know you got faith. It was in your mother. It was in your grandmother. It's in you. And use that faith to stir up the gift that is within you. That word stir up is from one word in the Greek that means to fan into flame. And particularly to fan into flame of fire that is threatened to go out because of neglect. Amen. Discouraged people neglect that that has been deposited in them. You know, we were baptized in the Holy Ghost and with fire. And it is not just zeal alone. It, the fire produces the zeal. And the fire is that sense of the presence of God manifest within us. For everywhere God had an earthly manifestation of his presence, it was attended by the glory that attends his presence. The Shekinah, it's called in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Isaiah said, I see the Lord high and lifted up. His train fills the temple. It was that glory. That was the, the manifestation. That pillar of fire by night was God's presence manifest to lead Israel. And there was fire. The, when God spoke out of the burning bush, it was on fire. But it didn't consume the bush. This is supernatural fire. And when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, so God's presence through the Holy Spirit could be manifest in the life of those 120 believers on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. On top of their heads was seen cloven tongues of fire. Hallelujah. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire the glory that attends his presence and he's come to indwell us hallelujah praise god oh friend i want to encourage you today set that goal to to run and obtain the prize to run and finish your course and to take an inventory lay aside every sin and wait that does so easily beset us so we can run with perseverance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's time to run full out. The prize is prepared and waiting. The Greek word for crown in the New Testament is Stephanos. Stephanos. It is used 18 times in the New Testament. It is referred to the victory garland at a race, also to the sovereign crown that the Roman conqueror wore. Amen. Hallelujah. And I want you to come back next week and let's talk about 
the crowns that God has promised to those that overcome. And I pray that you will pray for us and with us that we will never, ever, ever be discouraged. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for encouraging us to keep on keeping on. Amen. We're a little congregation, but we serve a mighty, wonderful, powerful God. And we are not going to let our smallness keep us from doing all that we can with all that we have to further his kingdom, to praise his name and spread his fame. Hallelujah. I want to be able to say with Paul of old, I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. Therefore, there's a crown laid up for me. Hallelujah. Not me only, but everyone that loves His appearing. Jesus is coming soon. And now is the time to be preparing ourselves for His coming. Get back in the race today if you've been sidelined. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, your Sovereign King, your Lord, it's time to change masters. It's time to repent of our sin. Run to Jesus and confess them. Be saved and let Him seal you with the Holy Spirit to the day of redemption. And get in the race with us. And let's run together encouraging one another, forgetting what's behind and reaching forth to that that is before. Hallelujah. And come back next week, would you? And let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>